Hello, hello, kids. This is your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And this is your resident spooky drag queen, spooky sister, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. Welcome back to another My Spooky Gay Family. I promise this one will be out on the intended date. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure you don't have to go argue I'm a case in front of the sure. Supreme Court next week? Or yeah, something? I know. You but know, ne- fuck up the release God, schedule even more. Next week I have to go. I have to go to Ukraine to just solve all of this business. <laughs> I have to fix next everything. Next week you're revealing on. yourself as the whistleblower. <laughs> I made a joke about that uh, today on Facebook. Someone was like, someone was like, oh, Pissy Miles, I see you, low key, sly posting on this comment like you weren't there to hear this the first time blah 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 and i was like and i just posted in all caps i am the whistleblower every republican senator is the whistle (laughs) 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 that was my big joke when i was coming out of the impeachment hearings that i was like i was like i wasn't walking in i was coming out after work and they just caught me and i went with the flow But we are. I'm very excited to be back. We are entering my favorite season. I know that this is my spooky gay family, so you would think my absolute favorite season would be Halloween. And that is my very, very, very close second favorite season. But my first very favorite time of year is the Christmas season. I start listening to Christmas music in like fucking July. So I'm very excited. I'm so excited that we're getting into the Christmas season. And to help us kick off my favorite time of year, I thought that we should invite a very cool guy over and do the podcast. We have the amazing Adam Bashian on the podcast today. Hey, Adam. Hi, Pissy. Hey, Sam. I'm so excited that you're here. Me too. I'm so happy to be here. Have you ever been on a podcast before? Um, Not a podcast. I've been on other forms of media that way, but not a podcast. Other forms of media? Yes. It sounds like audio porn when you put it that way. Everything but that. You do all the dubbing, the sound dubbing in porn. Exactly. We'll put the 900 number up on Instagram after. Don't don't worry. For the three heterosexual girls that are listening to this. I know. No, I know. I mean, you and I have known each other for a very, very long time at this point. I know you've done like voiceover acting. Mm -hmm. uh, So you've done that kind of stuff. Yeah. You've done radio interviews, haven't you? No, I've, I don't think I've ever done a radio interview. I, I did a, a YouTube video recently where we talked about uh, Stephen Sondheim uh, on Pardo's Turn, it's called, which is a musical theater-based uh, interview show, but never just just audio. No, it's a first. That's Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Adam is a professional actor. Uh, he, he and I went to Montclair State University in New Jersey mm-hmm. together. 10 years oh ago. God, no. <laughs> Ten, you know what's yeah, even yeah, yeah. weirder to think about? 10 years ago, we weren't even freshmen. We were closer to graduating 
than we were oh to being God. freshmen. Ugh, gross. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, God, gross. Ew. <laughs> um, and one of us has gone on to have a very successful career in musical theater. And the other is being interviewed on this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Um, so, Adam, uh, we're going to talk today a little bit about your professional merits in the musical theater but we're also we what the reason we have you on my spooky gay family is uh because adam is an oddities dealer yes which is the coolest fucking thing <laughs> it's it's so bizarre do you know any other oddity dealers sam no i i, I mean like, so it, like i wasn't actually aware that that was a profession you could have or I would never have gone to college. <laughs> like, like, you have like the coolest job ever. It's like you're Indiana Jones, but you also make money. Right. Like it's great. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Yeah, you a lot, are a little, lot of people like, use the Indiana Jones correlation. You but know. you're not. A, isn't he a paleontologist? Yeah. Well, is he's he he's a he's an archaeologist. Archaeologist. Yeah, paleontology is, is dinosaurs. That's Doctor Grant. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Indiana man, Jones I wish is archaeology. I I only thought of it that way because on Friends, Ross always said he was like Indiana Jones because he was like a scientist. That's because Ross wanted to be cool. Well, Ross was the worst part of that fucking show. So So you're like the worst part of Friends, Adam. Oh, great. Yeah, so we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Adam's oddity dealing because yes. we figured you at home may be wondering my god what do I get grandma for Christmas <laughs> or I what know. do I mail to Pissy and Sam to show my appreciation yeah. exactly and the answer to both questions is a shrunken head right. so or please. maybe a piece of somebody else's grandma <laughs> oh poor grandma you know it's weird to think I mean we'll get into what your collection yeah. is yeah. later and I have been to your apartment and have seen the collection firsthand. Yes, you have. and it's weird to think that like some of the things Things in your collection probably were parts of somebody's oh, grandma. without question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I uh, think I have a piece of my own grandma in my collection, actually. Oh my God, yeah. Really? Have I never told you this? No. Yeah. No, I when she died, I remember asking the uh the mortician to take a little piece of her hair for me. So oh. I could make a nice little Victorian memento mori yeah. out of her hair. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was a that is actually a part. Of... And then I also took her foot. Did I not take... <laughs> like a rabbit's foot? You keep it on your keychain. Yeah, keep it on the keychain. <laughs> Weighs down my car a little bit when I put the keys in the ignition, but it's cute. Yeah. Every time I try and uh, open the door no, to my apartment, she Chris... kicks it open. <laughs> Exactly. No, that's okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, I was gonna say like you don't even need cruise control. You can just put the foot on the. <laughs> <laughs> just lower it down. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, also, off. before we get too far into this podcast, you all should know that Sam went downstairs to get her usual Red Bull, and the only one they had left was the Tangerine. So <laughs> you've been warned. Gird your loins. Who knows what's gonna come out tonight? <laughs> we have a running joke on this podcast yeah. that Sam Sam always gets one of two kinds of Red Bull. The, Whatever's available. The, the tangerine or the cranberry. Mm-hmm. And the cranberry makes her like fun and lighthearted and the tangerine makes her an angry passive aggressive makes as if the cranberry isn't just removing a state of being I'm in constantly you see it, it's like, already it's rearing it's, it's ugly shit. head oh, no. oh, I'm just kidding uh, you're, I hope you're enjoying your tangerine red I bowl. am intensely I haven't slept in like 
a week and a half, so I'm like, I am not touching a Red Bull as soon as the door closes when both of you leave. I'm going to put my head on the table oh and gosh. fall asleep. You've just been a little bit busy these past just two weeks. A just a little bit. It's been a bit yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but this isn't about me. <laughs> it's about me and you. So let's talk. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope everyone recorded that because that's the last time you're ever going to hear me say that. Yeah, you're never going to hear me say it's not about me because everything is about me. Um, so Adam, I thought we would talk a little bit uh, before we jump into the oddities, yes. I would really like to get to know uh, a little bit about your career in the musical theater. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about um, what you've been working on and where people know you from? Sure. Um, yeah, that's that's a, that's a pretty short story. But uh, <laughs> as you know, we went to college together. We uh, Pissy and I met at, at Montclair State, as, as she said, but uh, we were actually roommates. We and were. that's how we became very close, as we shared uh, a little. Well, we were close thing. before we, we were. were really yeah, that's true. But that kind of sealed the deal because, like, that did, can yeah. go one of two ways. You can either <laughs> really love the person, you could like fucking hate them for the rest of your life. So, luckily, <laughs> ours, went, ours went the former. Um, yeah. But yeah, so after I graduated college, um, yeah, you know, I, I I did a couple theater gigs here and there, but I guess I got you know quote unquote known for I was doing Phantom of the Opera on tour for a number of years and I've really never stopped doing Phantom of the Opera on tour I've just left to do other shows and then gone back out uh, in one capacity or another it's like home yeah. you just kind of <laughs> keep right. you're like oh, I gotta leave home for a few weeks I have to do this Broadway show yeah. <laughs> kind of it feels that way yeah but I but I, as you said I, I did leave to go do I did a show on Broadway called In Transit who did um, you play in that I stood by um, for a role your I man. originated I'm not bitter stand at all <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes. I forgot about that. That you were you were the. So for those of you who are not musical theater peeper 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 peepers creepers, where'd you get those jeepers? Um, a standby is like an understudy, but it's you don't just understudy one role. You are it's a little bit more like being a swing where you yeah, you understudy multiple. It's tracks. more like being a swing, but a standby is is a swing for the principals essentially. Exactly. And in, in transit, yeah. there were only I can't remember. I think ten roles. So anybody who was off stage and covering was considered a standby. I have swung before as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and swinging is is you are understudying everybody in the ensemble from off stage. They both are really terrible uh <laughs> you, you need a certain type of personality that i just do not have for, i don't for think swinging. i do either, it, it, it's tough honest. work and, and god bless the people out there who who are really great standbys and swings because it is a thankless amazing um mm. t- personality type and such a hard-working person who are really unappreciated but that being said yes i did uh did in transit um and then i went back to phantom for a while um, Who did you play in Phantom? In Phantom, I swung originally, and then I came back and played a role called Donatilio. And if any listeners actually know who that is and can write me at Adam Bashian on Instagram and tell me exactly who that character is, I will send you a really cool present because nobody ever knows. Even the, the diehard fans don't I know often who know. You know is. because you saw me do it. I did. I went down to see You know that they will have access to Google before. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Oh, we're this so alive. Yeah, I forgot no, about Google. Like... <laughs> aye, aye, aye. And oh. if you're old enough to have forgotten about Google, you are significantly old. Right. Well, the you prize are now isn't going to be that cool, then. The prize nice is going to be like a virtual high five. <laughs> I did. I got to see you play Donatilio yeah. in Phantom in Philadelphia That's at right. the Kimmel Center. No, it was, was it the Kimmel Center? Uh, Academy of Music. Academy yeah, of yeah, Music yeah, yeah. at That's the right. Academy of Music. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful theater. The seats yeah. are very small yeah. for a woman my size. <laughs> 
the people next to me were not thrilled about it, oh. but I was just ecstatic to see you up on that giant stage. Yeah. And it was a great show, I will I will say. Yeah, it's a beautiful production. I, love I mean, Phantom it. is one of those shows that like got me into musical theater. And Sam, you are a big lover of musical theater as well. Yeah, I, I have to admit, probably not as much as I, I used to be. I, I, I'm still kind of sitting here patiently waiting to win the Hamilton lottery. <laughs> it's kind of the only thing. <laughs> you know, I bet we could get you Hamilton tickets. I would love that. I'm sure Sarah would love that too because I listen to the podcast. The Adam, podcast. do you know anyone in Hamilton? Cast recording. I, Ooh, I do. Actually, a friend of mine, Jonathan Edwards, just booked the tour. Oh. Yeah, so shout out to him. Shout out to Jonathan Edwards. We it. need your tickets. He's a talented <laughs> guy. Yeah, he's terrific. Um, uh, but actually... To tie that all together, um, I did come back from Phantom from playing Donatilio, mm-hmm. and I did a really great show called Octet, which was at the Signature Theater off-Broadway. Um, we had a sold-out run, New York Times critics pick. It was a huge, huge hit. And you had some h- huge names come to we see We did. Lin-Manuel, speaking of Hamilton, came, Lin-Manuel. loved it, has continually tweeted about us. <laughs> Someone <laughs> else you were talking about earlier came to see it. Okay. Uh, a, a famous guy, Steven something. Oh, that old, <laughs> that old so-and-so. That old yeah, so-and-so. Steven Sondheim came. And that was kind of a, a big life moment for me. Uh, you, but you Sondheim said you didn't show. get, he didn't come backstage. No, right? he didn't come backstage. He didn't meet us. But I will say I was staring right at him for about, you know, pretty much all the whole show and uh he was really riveted like he wasn't dozing off he wasn't not paying attention he was he was with us and, and he's like um, 80 something yeah, I think he's old. so that's an accomplishment he's, he's quite, yeah, he did not doze off no he didn't uh, but i just, saw it and there was no good moment to fall asleep because it was a great show yeah uh and the cast recording just came out it did yes the cast recording just came out it's available on all digital media uh Things. It's available now on iTunes. Yes. Ding. Uh, I, <laughs> I could see Sam's face going, who's going to say it? Who's going to be the iTunes joke? It is. Uh, we do have a hard copy release coming out in it's January. Like iTunes doesn't exist anymore, does it? Yeah, it does. It, no. It doesn't no. Apple, Apple, Apple Music. music now. And, Apple and music. it's a big thing because they're turning it into an entirely streaming service. Oh, it's wow. not, you can't like buy music from iTunes anymore. Yeah, no, you wow. keep the stuff that you already bought, but like you, but can't, you can't buy anything else. songs anymore. Oh from my iTunes. gosh. I'm like every, everything we talk about, I feel yeah. older and older now. <laughs> and, and the worst part is that like, I'm such a fucking fo- I've talked about this. It's got to be 10 times on this yeah. podcast. We have like 16 episodes out and I've done 10 episodes talking about how much I hate the idea of everything becoming like <laughs> rent your music, All rent right, your Grandma. movies. I know okay. I am. I'm so angry. I'm like, can't you just sell me things I can own? <laughs> No, because that's not the millennial way. We I rent know. or we stream. <laughs> um, and so you just finished Octet. The cast yes. recording just came out. Yes. And you're going back out on Phantom. Scene. I am, yeah. Um, I go back out for Phantom for two months. It actually closes in Toronto, so I'm going to close out the run. I'll be mm-hmm. playing the auctioneer this time. which That's awesome. Yeah. It and be you played uh, 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 Joseph Bouquet. I at did. One point, I did. Yeah, I took over for Bouquet for a while. Who uh, he's the guy who gets hanged. It's a cool, pretty. You had a pretty moment. scary 
situation. I did. With that. I did, yeah. Uh, as you know, live theater things can happen. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't quite Spider-Man turn off the dark. It wasn't quite Spider-Man. <laughs> but it was pretty oh, damn close. Wouldn't be here. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, well, you know, I will say that live theater has its its risks, and we do know that going into a show. Um, and this particular track had a flying uh, segment in it where I was hoisted up, and it's, it's perfectly safe, but uh, something did happen. Um, and I'll let that uh, be what it is because I don't know how much I can actually talk about. That. Are you legally? Re- you're like not allowed to talk about. I it? think there are some things that I probably signed that say I can't really talk. Oh about wow! It. I yeah, didn't know that. I really don't know. Either, if you want the but... full story, I'll tell it next week. <laughs> on Patreon. Yeah. Seriously. I'm like, I'm like, my Venmo is at Pissy Miles. <laughs> For every $10 donation, I will release the story of what happened to Adam on the tour. Um, and then you get back from Phantom, you yep. said in February, right? No, I, uh, yes, 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 early February. February. And then, are, then are you allowed to talk about I'm not allowed to talk next? about the next thing, but I will say that there is a company called City Center Encores, and they do great revivals of amazing old music. Amazing revivals. Really they just amazing. did, yeah. uh, what's, th- Evita. They, they did, did Evita, Evita, and the one before that was um, She Loves that. Me, right? Did they do She Loves Me? The, or, I don't know if it was the one right before that, but they, they did do She Loves Me, and it was Gavin Creel and Jane... Krakowski and Laura Benanti wow. were the three people in it, and oh, it was man, really, really that. Uh, that sounds great. Cool. Yeah. Well, there is this company that we're talking about called Encores, and they have a show coming up in March called Love Life. And you should go get your tickets. That's all I'll say. Is it's like yeah. probably going to be a good show. Who knows who's going to be in it? Yeah. Who has any idea? I can say <laughs> that uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell is starring in it. That's so really that's pretty cool. cool. And directed by none other than Victoria Clark. Who is a big musical Oh, Victoria Clark. Right. She played, uh, she was in the original cast of uh, The Light in the Piazza. Yeah, she got a Tony she, Award She that. got a Tony Award for Light yeah. in the Piazza. And she also uh, famously played the beggar woman in the concert production of Sweeney Todd. I did not know that. She did. Which, it was, with the one with Bryn Terfel? The, no, it, it was the one with, it was the one after Bryn Terfel when George Hearn came oh, in. Oh, right. And it was George Hearn and Patti Lapone And yes. Audra McDonald had been the beggar woman in New York right. and had to leave the production to do something else i think it was 110 in the shade and uh and victoria clark took over the role of the bigger woman wow yeah learning so much today i know for all the things i know about musical theater you'd think i would actually have worked in it so So that is a little history of Adam's career over the last uh, 10 or so years. I can't say how proud of you I am. Oh, God bless you. Um, And so we're not going to talk about it anymore. Um, (laughs) Ever again. (laughs) Ever again. And uh, you and I got to know each other in college, like you said. Mm -hmm. But we actually, uh, our friendship really like blossomed when yeah. we were in a production of Sweeney Todd that's together. That's right, that's right. It was a million years ago. You were the ago. best Beatle Bamford I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and he was Sweeney Todd, the star of the show. <laughs> uh, and we, sh- uh, we, we somehow convinced them to put us in the same dressing room which is like unheard of you're like why in the fuck would like some b-roll character be in the same dressing room as sweeney todd it was in my rider (laughs) you're like listen guys i know this is a lot to ask because this guy we also got we got a few things out of that we got that really awesome pr shot 
that we did. I like share yeah. as a throwback, like every chance I get. I'm gonna, I'll share it on the Instagram. Yeah, it's a uh, great shot of us. Um, and then we also got. Do you remember? Uh, this was more you, but we fought to get your death live on stage because usually we the did, beetle yeah. goes away and yeah. it's inferred that he's murdered but we actually got it so that i could murder joe on stage in front of the audience pissing pent up pissing oh no well you know what's funny is the death actually wasn't supposed to happen on stage but we did have it that the beetle comes uh, rolling out mm-hmm. and you and that's where Toby sees me and realizes what's happened yeah. uh, and then I remember do you remember one night the way our production worked was uh, Sweeney would start to like kill me but as he did our our chair was on this piece that rolled back and yeah. got hidden and for whatever reason, one night the set piece didn't roll back. Do you remember I this? I do remember this. And, oh, and God. we didn't know what to do. The set piece like wasn't moving, and we were like, "Okay, here we go." And <laughs> and Adam literally like bends over me with the razor and whispers in my ear, "Just die." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> And he like slipped, like live on stage, slipped my throat, and I was like, it was so stupid. Oh, college theater! You learned so much about ad living. I know, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. So now that actually does that is a good segue, I think, into the main conversation today. This we're gonna get. Yeah. Uh. So how did you get involved in? oddities um you know i've always collected even before college i've always had like a collection of something uh whether it be action figures or or stickers or fish yeah i collected tropical one one i don't know what you're talking about Uh, he had this really expensive fish it was called an arowana yes it was just an arowana yeah and i used to make fun of him because apparently it's bad luck if you own fish to name them yes really? you, should, you shouldn't name your fish That's yeah what i was always is that told. what we is that how we fucked up our goldfish is that what happened i think our goldfish fucked up our gold we had cannibalistic goldfish yeah they ate oh. everything are you sure they were goldfish? they ate each other i don't know what it was we came home and found like halves of the fish oh my god it were was you, disgusting like, feeding them yes yeah Religiously. I don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> just, i think honestly it was just there were too many of them in one oh day, and it was like... yeah so um we uh, we used to joke, I used to joke with Adam, I was like, he had this arowana, and I was like, so how's Juan? And he was like, he's not Juan, he's just an arowana. And I, I, uh, <laughs> he used to get so mad at me, because I always used to be like, Juan. To Juan. this day, I haven't had the fish in years, and he's still... <laughs> I'll ask, I'll be like... like heart palpitations. Exactly, like, no, it's not his name. <laughs> and I'll be like, how's Juan? And he's like, I don't know, leave me alone. <laughs> Also, she's a female, so Juan isn't really the Juanita, Juanita. if it had a name, oh, which it does right. not. Well, I'll start calling her Juanita. Oh, okay. I've, God, I've been misgendering a fish. <laughs> How dare you. Ugh. So, uh, you collected fish. I did, yes. And I did collect figures. skulls, action figures, all sorts of stuff. But my uncle lives in, in like a rural part of skulls to action figures. <laughs> and then just mumbled that off. Skulls, action figures, as you do. As we you just do. glossed right over the skulls part. That's why. <laughs> it's so second nature to me now. <laughs> but yeah, it, yes. 
Um, my uncle lives in a rural part of New Jersey, and he used to find them out in his in his property, and he would bring like them animal to, skulls. Yeah, like yeah. deers and, and <laughs> not, stuff. Not he wasn't like disrupting skulls, police you know, searches. He, he was like, I keep finding them out by these big, tall slabs of granite with names carved on them. I don't know so what's strange. going on. There's all these black garbage bags yeah, that he would just <laughs> start to look in, and there you go. Oh my God. Um, no animal skulls, and I st- I had this little collection he lived next when I was to a, a mortuary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, uh, so um, so you went you, your uncle giving you these skulls got you into the idea of oddities yeah more or less yeah uh, i've always liked antiques i've always thought they were cool and and i love history and and yeah it all kind of bled into this this one uh, uh sort of you know common space between all of it and that was oddities hmm. so yeah i i've i've been Collecting all my life, but seriously collecting within the last six years. And that's what, what happened really was I had so much that I would sell other pieces to be able to buy new pieces that I wanted more. And then I started realizing like, oh, you know, I made a pretty good turnaround on, on whatever piece it was. And so I kind of just started buying to sell. And now let's say 98% of what I bring in is, is meant to be resold. And that turned into dark interiors, which is my antiques, oddities and artifacts business. That's really cool. Yeah. You're an entrepreneur. I guess so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Are there a lot of oddities dealers? Yeah, there's a good amount of us. Um, it, it is a smaller, it's definitely a niche community, but there is a demand for it. There's... Hmm. You'd be surprised at the amount of people who are really into this stuff and who collect. And I've got, you know... I'm not going to necessarily name them on air, but I do have some uh, celebrity clients who are into this stuff. And, and a lot of people you probably wouldn't expect like collecting macabre and bizarre antiques for their uh, for their home. Uh, what was the first thing that you bought that was considered an oddity, like a true oddity? Oof. Um, God, that's hard to say. Uh, I had bought... Jeez. I bought a taxidermy coyote head. I shouldn't say I bought it. My parents bought me a taxidermy coyote head. Happy birthday, sweetie. <laughs> exactly. It was, was it my birthday. birthday. <laughs> it was, we, had, we had found this shop in Lake Placid, New York on a, on a vacation we went on. And, and I like begged for the, I, I can't, I must have been in like sixth grade, but I begged for this coyote head. And Is that I said, the one that's in your apartment? Yeah, I still have it. It's actually on rent right now at a movie set. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. You yeah. told me, you told me. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so they, they ended up buying it and I begged, I was like, please, you know, save it for my birthday, da da da. And, uh, and they did, they bought it for me and I, then I still have it. So I'd say that was like the first acquisition that was a true oddity, but I mean, it just spiraled. <laughs> <laughs> it was a slow burn, but it, within the last six years, I mean, I, my apart, you've seen it. It's jam packed with I have. curiosities and wonderful things. I will tell you that I have been to a lot of scary places in my life, oh but your apartment is by far the creepiest. Oh no. It's, but in like the best way possible, yeah. because it's like you walk in and you look and there's just like taxidermied animals everywhere and like antique medical equipment and human remains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So when was the first time you came across like a skull? A human skull? Yeah. That was funny enough on eBay. Uh, <laughs> for a long time, eBay, you know, human skulls are, are completely legal to buy and sell. There are some states where that, that is, they do have restrictions on them, but mm. by and large, it's, there's really no laws around it. So for a while you could find them on eBay and they're sold as, as a, you know, medical 
teaching tools, essentially, mm. so doctors can can use them as as literal examples for students and, and what have you. So I was on eBay and I found one and it was like partial. It was missing its cranium and it didn't have a mandible, but it was a, a human skull. So I bought it. I think it was like 200 something dollars. And I had originally bought it because at the time I was doing mixed media sculpture and I was going to turn it into something. But I really liked how it was as it is. I was like, you know, I'm just going to have it on my shelf. And it was it's just like an addiction. Like it was just so cool. And then mm. I found another that was complete. And I was like, well, now, you know. Now I've got two I, people in my apartment. Now i got two people. I, mean, I need I, another bedroom. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a crowd. So I went for three. Um, and, like, before you know it, I, I at one point, I think I had, like, 30 skulls. Um, really? That many? Yeah. How and many I, do you I have now? Them. Now I have, like, 20, which is sensible. That's <laughs> very That's sensible. Keep, keep it more reasonable, yes. yeah. <laughs> and we actually, in my apartment now, have one of your mixed yeah, media sculptures. Right, we have a yeah. cat skull yeah. that has like flowers and things. Yeah, it's a cat skull with a monkey's mandible, actually. So, sort of oh, like I a, yeah, I com- yeah, I combine them and it, yeah, I have flowers in its head. That's pretty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sam just got a new cat, and she's like, oh, she's man. like, what? There's a cat skull. <laughs> I knew what it was. It's okay. <laughs> I promise, though, to all of our listeners, Adam doesn't kill no. most of the things he has. Ninety percent of them. Some, <laughs> some people who maybe just the I'd children, love to just the child skulls. <laughs> those are the ones. No, I, I, I mean, as much we always in the in the hobby, we like to say ethically sourced, which. It's kind of ambiguous. It's kind of vague. But the point being is that I never get an animal or get a a skull that has been killed for my purposes solely. Like all the taxidermy I have is very old. It's antique. The animal was killed before I was even alive. So, you know, I, I don't see that as really being harmful. And I'll never buy... <clears throat> skulls that were killed just so you could have its skull. It was mm. it's the product of, of food or, you know, a natural death in the wild that you find. It's it's never you mm. know, I don't really believe in that. So I was actually kinda of interested to ask you kind of like what yeah. the ethics were for you in for, terms yeah. of like particularly since some of the things you own are human remains, like just kinda of how that shakes out in your mm. head. I always think of it as <laughs> if you're respectful to the deceased, you know, I don't like to as, as much as we're on a spooky podcast, I don't like to think of my collection as necessarily spooky. I like to think of it as curated. It's a museum. It's natural mm. history. And human remains are a huge part of natural yep. history. So, uh, you know, I never display a piece or treat a piece in a way that I wouldn't want my own remains treated after death. So I, everything has a, a very respected place in my collection, in my home. Um, yeah, and, and I like to think that the the... The remains of these people are, are well taken care of and are and are kept with a lot of reverence for for who they might have been. Do you think that one day your remains will end up in someone's collection? God, I hope so. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> well, I promise you, if you go before I do, yeah, I will keep you. Well, you're like so much older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally two weeks older than Adam, which is not even near the three years that Sam is older than I. <laughs> I'm going to go say it one more time. Every episode. Every episode. Like the one time where I'm, where I'm sitting here going like, oh, great, it's not me this time. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Comes, Comes you know I'm always going to. Know. You fine. know, as a matter of fact, that it's coming. Yes, my birthday is this month. Yay. It's coming. Yes. Happy birthday. Steve, oh. 
That is my, that of course is my nod to Sam Loomis from Halloween. <laughs> Good work. Uh, we, uh, there are two things I want to include on every episode, and that is how much older Sam is and a reference to Sam Loomis from Halloween. You forgot the guy from Jaws. Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> It'll happen We've later. We've still got quite a bit of time. Yeah. Um, so that is, something that is that we do love on this podcast is spooky shit. And yeah. you have said that you, you don't consider <laughs> your... Yeah. yeah. But for whatever reason. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And um, you have said that you don't consider your collection to be terribly spooky. I do think it's a bit spooky. Um, do you believe in the paranormal? You know, I always go back and forth on this. Um, I, I think there are things that we simply cannot explain. Whether or not that fits the definition of what we classify as paranormal is a whole nother, you know, can of worms. Hmm. But, I mean, you and I have had some paranormal experiences we together. Have. Yeah, so I think that, you know, and... and um, I think I know where you want to segue with this. <laughs> so what, am I that transparent, Adam? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had a paranormal experience with relation to your collection? Only once. And you funny did. Enough, I did. You did. Wait, I want to hear this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only once. You're and sitting it... right here. You're <laughs> I had to steal myself. Well, don't tangerine go anywhere. <laughs> I know, Tangerine Red Bull. Back to, mm-hmm. to torture me. <laughs> But yes, and funny enough, for all the years I've been collecting this kind of stuff, I've never had anything happen. And this one time recently. How um, recently? This was like a week and a half ago. Really? This was really recently. <gasps> it's like it was meant to We caught you at just the right <laughs> you time. You sure did. Literally, it, like, it was in the middle of happening. He looks down at his phone. He's like, why is Pissy calling me? <laughs> I'm like, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> The thing you don't know is he rigged the whole thing. I was going to say, yeah. Like, I know. The last time she was, was in your apartment, pissy. she's like, I'm just going to set up this remote. 30 exactly. miles away, I have a piece of fishing line. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this will get him on the podcast. <laughs> I wish we had a camera to show everyone the, the gesture that Adam just did. <laughs> it was a lot like uh, I was bribing him with sex. Um, so wait, tell me, set the scene. What, so, okay. what time of day was Here's it? the scene. The scene, it was about six o'clock. So right now that's pretty dark out uh, this mm-hmm. time of year. So I was setting up one of the tops of one of my cabinets and I'd had, it has this huge, beautiful uh, trophy skull on it. So I was sitting that up there and then I have this antique uh, wooden doll and I call it a doll, but it's, it's more like a, a figure. Doll. Yeah, right? it's, it's always, always a doll. And then it starts <laughs> chasing me around the apartment with a spear. That would have been way cooler. Um, but it's like this wooden. It's not really. A, it's kind of like a puppet doll. It, it's got. It's got these. It's all made of wood, but the limbs are connected um, through string. So it's 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 very cool. Like a marionette. Kind of like a marionette, but with no strings to actually like puppet. It. Puppeteer it. It's puppeteer it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I have it on a stand. And I had it up on this cabinet, and it's it's secure, it's fine. And I start working on something on the other side, and it literally leapt at me. It jumped out of its stand. I, and I'm not joking. I'm not making this up. It leapt at me. <laughs> it jumped off the top of the cabinet and hit me in the chest and then fell down. Like, See, I thought you were going to say something like dramatic or like... You don't think that's dramatic? <laughs> that was I think she was it being was sarcastic. Oh. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to say so, it was something significant. So yeah, I thought you were going to say it was something To be fair to Adam, like half of my face is hidden from him by the microphone. And to be fair, the tangerine Red Bull makes it hard to distinguish. Which <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, that's crazy. It was crazy. So what kind of a stand is it on? Is it like hanging? No, on? it's on this metal stand that literally grips it by its waist. So it's like oh. in there. It's it's secure. And it... And you would imagine it would fall it. down if it was just falling that, and not exactly. horizontal. <laughs> and it's it's not even like front and center. It's like yeah. back, you know. It's, it's it's like a solid foot and a half back on the cabinet. But it hit me. How hard? <laughs> hard enough that I was very concerned. <laughs> like, let, was it like this? Or like, yeah. was it like, like, just tell me when it's hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was somewhat forceful. It's but as much as a, a you know ten inch doll can be somewhat forceful. So, mm-hmm. but then it, it fell to the floor and um, and I picked it back up and I placed it back in its thing and I kind of looked at it. In your room. <laughs> <laughs> no, I kind of just went about my business. It, it wasn't until like a little bit later that I was like, huh, that's pretty Strange. fucked up. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't call me when it happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I. I it's it really wasn't, and I think this happens with a lot of experiences. You don't you don't really realize how unusual that is until kind of down the line, and you're like, oh wow, that I don't know, maybe that's just me. But no, I d- I've definitely had that where it's like, even the experience you and I had. Adam and I are avid like weird New Jersey or ers ers whatever. Yeah. Um, There's some way to turn that into a verb, but I don't think anyone's yeah. actually. Mad. Yeah, who knows? And so we do all kinds of things. Like we go to Clinton Road like yeah. every year around Halloween. Yeah. We uh, we went to the what's the tower? The Devil's Tower. Devil's Tower. Yeah. We went to the Devil's uh, the oh, Gateway Hell's to Hell. Gate. Hell's Gate. Yeah, or Hell's Gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fucking that was creepy. Really spooky. Um, yeah. But one of the scariest times was uh, there is a. What's it called? There's a like a, an abandoned insane asylum yeah. in New Jersey, and it's infamous for the mistreatment of of its patients. Well, it's actually not there anymore. The um, the it was not it was yeah. knocked down, and there is a new version of it. But at the time, uh, and I won't say when, uh, Adam and I went, and there was still the old abandoned hospital yeah. that was there, and it was totally decrepit, totally abandoned, uh, of no use, and. We went and we went inside very briefly because it was very creepy in there. Yeah. And one of the things we I always say when people ask me is like, I always kind of have to advise that people don't do things like this yeah. because you don't no, know. And the, the official position of this podcast is no, don't do this. Like, no, like, don't do it. Because the best case scenario is you could be arrested for trespassing. Yeah. The worst case scenario is you're going to fall through a moldy floor and die. Or, or, or there are there's squatters. squatters. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, it can be trouble, very dangerous. Like, yeah. Um, and and that is more more scary than the paranormal aspect. But even in a place like this, if you believe in the paranormal, it has a very very creepy vibe. And this was a very industrial looking uh, building, and it was all brick, and there was like a stained glass chapel window, yeah. and it was it was really um, beautiful. If you want to know what it looked like, you can actually just Google Kirkbride Building because most asylums of that time period had a building that looked almost exactly like it, who was designed really? by the architect. Mm. His wow. name was Kirk Bride. Hey, look at that. So, so it's K-I-R-K, K-I-R-K Bride. K-I-R-K, the word Bride. 
Huh. Yes. All up and down the East Coast, um, asylums in Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, you'll find all of them that were built around that time. Almost that, all of them have that same that style like, building. And it's like that sort of that big yeah. rectangular with those two flanking, with the two flanking mm-hmm. rectangles. On if you side. think haunted insane asylum, you're thinking That's, of a Kirkbride no building. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Almost, that. almost universally. Learn something yeah. every yeah. day. And, well, and the thing was, this was like the middle of the night. And it had to have been like October or November. I think so. it was chilly out, but it, it wasn't was cold it was yet. it was cool, but not yeah. cold. And Adam and I were there, and like to get to the building, you had to walk mm-hmm. through this very creepy uh, spot where, like, do you remember there was like one lamp post, and it was very dark, yes. and there was like a very industrial looking building on the yep. left. I remember that. And yeah. something that scared the shit out of me when we were walking to the building, there was those there were those deer. But oh, I, I remember that. But I could, yes. we couldn't tell what they were because mm-hmm. it was so dark and it was far away. And we were like, we couldn't tell if it was people or like some yep. kind of wild animal. And we were like, what the fuck is that? And they started running and I was like, oh shit. And it was deer. <laughs> <laughs> Still scary. It was scary, yeah. yeah. Um, and then when we finally got to the building, Adam and I happened to find a door that was like ajar. And we went inside and and it was so creepy. Yeah. I, I found personally... I was unable to go more than like 50 or a hundred feet inside. He did a little more investigating than I did, but I was really creeped out by the experience and you know, the, all of the stories around Greystone, I would not be surprised if there was a lot of bad energy there because of the way that, Yeah. yeah, because of the way the patients there were mistreated at the time. It, it really is terrible. But then what really like the, icing on this cake is that when Adam and I were like, okay, we've had enough. Let's get out of here. We walked outside and we were walking away. And then we heard like from the general direction of the hospital we had just walked out of, mm-hmm. we heard like a woman scream. Yeah. Clear as day. And Clear we as both day. heard it. And we both looked, <clears throat> looked at each, each other. Looked at each other like, did you just fucking yep. hear that? It was absolutely terrifying. Like it even was, just thinking it, about I, it I now. just got chills. Yeah, me too. I, know. <laughs> I have to ask, like, did, did you have a moment where, like, do we call the police in case that was a living person? No. Or, no. Do you, or is it no. we're trespassing so far? It was so okay. scary. <laughs> and, like, in the context of it, like, I hope it wasn't a real person. Yeah. But... Well, ghosts are people, too. You don't have to. <laughs> I. It was just one of those moments where it was like, it did not occur to me that something could be happening that I should be concerned about. It yeah. was like, especially because of the timing of it. Yeah. It was like, just as we walked out of the building, we were starting to walk away. It was the middle of the night. This whole building was surrounded by woods mm. and it was so dark and and creepy. Like, even if you had told me it was a real person, I don't know that I would have gone back to do anything. Oh yeah, no, I, by no means, uh, my fat ass would not have been walking back. <laughs> well, you never knew Pissy Miles could run so fast. <laughs> I would have like one toe off the grounds be calling like, I heard this, I was just walking by with my dog. I heard this, you might want to send an officer over to just take a look. Imagine it's a cop's being problem, that officer, right? Be, I was going to say. he can be the guy who dies in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to be me. It's that poor rookie cop they're going to send out there. <laughs> no, it's the guy with two days left to retirement. Oh, yeah, God, yes. No more pension. And like yeah, six yeah, yeah. kids to support me. Oh, oh God, no. Real. <laughs> yeah, so that is one of our yeah. creepiest stories. We've also had other I mean not like not like super not a, not anything as vivid as Do you that. remember the Clinton Road thing we, that happened to us? The one with Chelsea? Was it Chelsea and Tom? 
I don't think Tom was there. Well, we had this one experience on Clinton Road. Clinton Road is, a, is another weird New Jersey hotspot. It's this super, super spooky road um, that has no lights, no service, and it's got all these legends surrounding mm-hmm. it. Again, like, in the middle of nowhere, like middle surrounded nowhere. by woods. Yeah. There's all the folklore of there being like old covens that did yeah, are Satanists and yeah. things in the woods yeah. and mobs. That like Dump bury bodies. bodies back there yeah. and all, all kinds of spooky, spooky, yeah. spooky Almost stuff all in West Milford. Is out by where I live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although this is mu- this is pretty far from where you live. Yeah, this no, is this like way way north, yeah. mm-hmm. New Jersey. But anyway, we we went there one night and we were driving up to like sort of the mouth of the road mm. and we all kind of had this energy come over us and without saying a word, I remember just turning the car around and like going back the other way. Like we didn't talk about it. We didn't look at each other. It was like enough of an energy that we're like, today's not the day we're going to go down this road. And we turned around. But then the funny thing is once we got off the road, he was like, no one argued with the fact that he turned around. And when he got Mm -hmm. back on the main road, he was like, I'm sorry, there was just something wrong. And we were all like, yeah, something was not right tonight. I was kind of nervous about going down that road. And I, to this day, couldn't tell you what it was. It was just like a general feeling of like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, which is, you know, you know we're telling the truth because every time we go there... That's exactly what we're hoping for. You I know. know like. <laughs> Every time we drive down that road, nothing happens. Yeah. But and we did it this year near yeah, we, Halloween. I think we saw like a raccoon or something yeah. this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we saw a fox. Oh, a, fox. a red fox. Nice. <laughs> and um, we were driving down the road, and we were talking about how like every time we go. It's not that we want to be in danger, but there's a small part of you that when you do something like that, always wants to see something. Shocking! Yeah. Like he, out of his, he's like, I just want someone to run out of the woods covered in blood. <laughs> and, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, me too. I mean, I'd settle for one of those like floaty orb thingies. Maybe stop short of the like guy covered in blood. No, I would but like if it's yeah, gonna be something creepy. I want a guy covered in blood. Yeah, come on, Sam. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm out on the guy covered in blood. Wow, oh, fine. I would take the guy covered in blood. Yeah. So you, uh, you have. Some uh, speaking of guys covered in blood, um, you have some crazy shit in your collection. Yes, stuff that like has actually like not freaked me out because like I'm never like I remember you have showed me some of your stuff and you'd be like, "Do you want to hold this?" And I'm like, "No, I'm good." <laughs> um, that wasn't part of my collection, Joe. That was just part of my anatomy. Say <laughs> <laughs> pissy. I'm sorry, pissy. <laughs> I know every damn time I'm gonna have to go through this podcast and like beep out every single fucking name. Um, what is the what would you, in your opinion yes. is the coolest thing in your collection? Oh man, that's a hard that's a hard one to say. I would say right now maybe the most recognizable and like coolest thing would be my shrunken head. I have an authentic human shrunken head, which are obviously <laughs> again famous, just but... part of his own anatomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so shrunken, but but I'm uh, but I'm bum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's an authentic, real human shrunken head. That's crazy. It's pretty cool. How did you, how did that come into your possession? Well, I, I had a dealer friend who, who called me up or he emailed me or something and said, are you interested in this? And I said, I sure am. And the rest is history. And so I <laughs> sent them a whole do bunch you of money. Know, do you know the specific history of this 
person of this particular one no i i have clues that you know just from examining it that i can i can sort of piece together probably how this came to be but i don't know specifically who this was what are some of the clues and like what do you think this person's story is? well uh so there are two types of, of authentic human shrunken heads that you'll find on the market one is called a tsansa uh tsa tsa i think is how you spell it um and that's a genuine ritual shrunken head by the hevero people um, of South America, and essentially they would take the heads of enemies uh, and shrink them, and there's a whole ritual behind it, but essentially they were taking the power from that enemy and giving it to themselves. Mm. Um, so you can find heads like that, but they're quite rare. Most of them are in museums. But because they were such a popular trinket to Westerners, they would trade them for guns. So they started saying, hey, look, you know, people seem to really like these. Why don't we just sort of like, you know, quote, unquote, mass produce them? So the Hevero <laughs> tribe would take unclaimed bodies from the morgue. They would take their heads and they would do the same shrinking process to them. Like but would they steal their teaching. energy? I don't think it was the same. It wasn't done <laughs> in that in that respect, you know. The way I guess you can kind of look at it is like, you know, you buy a crucifix that was either blessed by a priest or a crucifix that wasn't. You know, they're both still no, that's a, good a crucifix, yeah. But yeah. one of them has this tribal energy to it, uh, this religious energy. So um, the one I have is what you call, quote unquote, a tourist head, which was one of the ones that they most likely got from an unclaimed body. Hmm. And they would take the head, do the, the ritual to it, or not even the ritual, do the process to it. And then they would trade it to a Westerner for for guns or, or what have you. So what makes yeah. you think that it's a mass produced one? There's a lot of signs. Uh, there's actually books about this that you can kind of compare what a, a Sansa is to just a shrunken head. Um, but mainly, it comes down to how much effort was put into the process. The mm. authentic Sansas, you can see the detail and the care in every part of it. They're usually in better condition because they were really revered. Whereas mm. the tourist ones, you know, they were trying to get them out as quick as possible. So yeah. Um, they're often misshapen or they, you know, there's there's features like that. Also, another uh, feature where you can authentically tell is they would never have taken a woman's head, a child's head, or a, a Westerner's head for, for a ritual mm. process. So if you find one that has like short hair or is clearly a child or clearly a woman, that was most likely an unclaimed body that they used. Uh, it would not have been a warrior taken head. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this was typically done almost... Uh, it was it was a way of like claiming uh, someone you defeated in battle. Yeah, you could look at it that way. Um, there's a lot of different energies associated with it. Um, uh, yeah, it, it also came down to essentially taking the power from that person so that they couldn't harm you in the afterlife, mm. and absorbing some of that power as well for your tribe. Yeah, right. yeah, and and oh. you'll see if you look at historically a lot of tribes have some sort of head taking uh ritual whether it be for their ancestors so it's like a venerated head to respect their dead mm-hmm. or for for victims of tribal warfare where they're trying to take the energy from that tribe and give you know like native americans i mean you know the scalping that's i, think I was gonna compare it to that but i wasn't sure if it was uh, yeah. the same i'm uh, not 100 percent with that either but i do know the idea of war trophies taken is very common to be seen with with human heads or human remains right and uh, in your collection, it, is, the, is there a part of your collection that you're like, oh, this is like a beginner's oddity or this is like something that's a good like gateway weirdo piece? <laughs> is there a gateway drug? <laughs> to collecting oddities. Well. Joe Biden is like, well, this is. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yes, I would say 
you know, I don't like to give a specific item. I would say whatever's in your comfort range as far as price, but it's got to speak to you, you know? Mm. Um, I would truly recommend, and this is a shameless plug, but it's also not, uh, truly recommend go to my Instagram, dark.interiors, and look through what I have for sale. Uh, I have things at every price point, and if you see something that truly speaks to you, get that. That can be your starting piece. I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong starter's piece. Some people start with a really high-end oddity, and some people start with, you know, like a raccoon skull. But I will say do your research. Don't go spending a ton of money on something that you don't know mm-hmm. what it is or if it's authentic because there's tons of fakes out there. Um, so, you know, do a little research. Do your due diligence. But it's just got to speak to you. That's what yeah. collecting's all about. I know that you sell a lot of books. Yeah. Do you consider books oddities or do you consider those more antiques? I think they're more antiques. Um, I, I, I sell books that typically have a strange subject matter. I sell a lot of occult-related books. I was going to yeah. ask, you've had a, actually some interesting books about witchcraft yeah. that I, I've i reached out to you and been like, oh, do you still have that book? And, and you're like, you're like, oh, I don't. It's sold, but you know, I'll keep an eye out for something if it comes along again. Yeah. Um, and I've always been interested in the books that you post because I don't know that I would take in anything that was remains. I think that's like a step beyond my comfort level. Sure, yeah. But some of the books I find really interesting in yeah. your collection. Books are kind of my biggest seller. They're, they're probably what I'm best known for. Um, mm. But I, I would consider them more in the macabre antique category. But like you said, like that's more in people's comfort level. And there's like an interactiveness to books. Yeah. And I'm thrilled that people are still buying books, especially old books. I try to keep... Uh, <laughs> I try to keep things that are uh, uh, pre nineteen twenties, but I do I do get some like quote unquote vintage rather than antique books as well. But are they still readable? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Some of them aren't. Um, I mean, some of them are in other languages, but yeah, I ninety mm. percent of the ones I bring in are readable. Because I may have some inquiries for you about Sam's Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like Spoiler an old, alert, I was like an antique yeah. book about witchcraft. So <laughs> 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 that is a great addition to your office i think yeah. would you would you want an old witchcraft book i would love that if for no other reason than i think one of the um we didn't actually get to go but there is in the boston public library this last time we were in boston we, we really meant to go see it there is a copy of the malleus maleficarum oh wow and i really 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 wanted to see yeah. that <laughs> we didn't end up going can you can you but, interact with it or is it just no like no, a no it's just thing. it's behind glass but oh. it's from 1690 yeah. or something wow. yeah so it's like it's incredibly old but like it's one of those things where it's like just every time it's like i just want to go oh my God. I know. like every time we go to the british isles it's like there are three living versions of the magna carta ones that are for let's just go like <laughs> like no any anything that's you know made from tree pulp in over 50 years old is right up my window. Yeah. It's, like, it's like totally good. Like, yeah, I I definitely have some some inquiries for you about Great. old books. <laughs> um, what what do you think is like the coolest thing in your collection? My oh god, that's so hard to say. Um, geez, I love taxidermy. I've got some really cool taxidermy. I've got some hmm. old Victorian pieces that I, I just love. Um. I would say one of the coolest things I have is it's an elongated skull from Peru. Mm-hmm. So ancient Peruvians had this this practice where they would bind the heads of their of their children and it would cause their skulls to extend in like this big, you know, long bulbous back end of it essentially. And um to this day, this happened around 1,500 years ago and possibly older, and they don't really know why they did this. There's hmm. theories, and one of the more extravagant theories is that it was extraterrestrial lives yeah. uh, were visiting them. And, you know, the way they looked, they wanted to replicate that so they would start stretching their skulls. But 
either way, I, I have a skull of an ancient Peruvian, and it's got this big, big, long head, and it's just so cool. It's got this amazing profile, and that's one of those pieces that, you know, A, where am I going to get another, and B, you can see what it is when you look at it there's no mistaking like this is something really mm-hmm. unique and special yeah. the story behind it is so cool and it's something you can't fake you know yeah. other than casting it in resin you mm. cannot fake that and this yeah, is real and really you would never be able to pass story. resin off yeah. Yeah. yeah a resin would never be no. passable as human bone yeah. so I'd say that's usually my go to but I've got like so many cool things and, I remember when you got the the um the Peruvian skull that I, like that was one of the first things I remember you showing me and being like this is an actual human skull and it was it really is like a crazy thing yeah. to see I imagine that there are probably some people who are listening to this podcast who are like oddity collectors who are like you've seen these things like you've been in his apartment and I'm like yeah I've, I've been there he's let me hold him and spit on him and yell at him I didn't let call you him names him. Like I was juggling mummy balls the other day <laughs> If anybody Do you have has, any mummy balls? No, I was just going about to say, oh. if anybody listening has anything mummy-related, be it balls or otherwise... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't have anything mummified? I did. I sold the things I had. I had a mummy head. I had a mummy... Half a mummy head. Um, but I'm always looking for mummy parts. So if you got them, I want them. <laughs> and daddy parts. <laughs> and daddy parts. Mummy and daddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't look at me like I that was a bad anything. joke. That damn tangerine I red I said ball. nothing. <laughs> They never even would have known if you hadn't said anything. <laughs> I'm here. I see it. Um, it is really cool. I will say your collection is is a really really cool uh, collection. I, there's no. It's like it, it's so Thank weird. Yeah. It's so weird, and I love it. It's because, eclectic. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like what are some things that are on like your bucket list of oddities? Oh man, you know I just got one. Um, really? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I got... <laughs> <laughs> Something you don't feel like talking about? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about it today. <laughs> but it's super cool. Uh, but I've gotten a lot of bucket list items. The the, the elongated skull was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did want a piece of taxidermy by this very famous taxidermist named Van Ingen. And if you look him up, it, uh, it was a company in Mysore, India for a long time. And they were really well known for doing beautiful, beautiful big cat taxidermy as well as um, native Indian animals and African animals. Um, but I did get a piece that's an original Van Ingen recently, and that was a holy grail item for me for sure. It's just gorgeous and such really? great shape. Yep. Yeah. And are, are most of those legal because they were done at a time? Yes. Uh, if they're over 100 years old, they are legal. Um, some of them, you know, it's, it's sort of a... a, a gray area with a lot of these things but if it's over a hundred years old you're okay hmm. uh, just get the paperwork for them so you're not breaking any laws but yeah is there any oddity that is like you're like nope won't touch it i don't really like the wet specimens and a lot of people collect wet specimens i think we're gonna need yeah. an explanation yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, have, I have a horrible feeling that yeah, i know exactly I, I, i'm what pretty it is. sure i do too but just for everyone's edification yeah. yeah so wet specimens are pickled specimens that so you you know, it's it's a dead whatever, and it's in uh, like formaldehyde. formaldehyde. Usually, people yeah. use isopropyl alcohol, which works fine as well. Hmm. Um, but it's suspended in like a glass jar, and you know they can look very pretty. I have a few that were gifts actually that I do keep in my collection of of um, some snakes and what have you, just sort of basic stuff like that. But some people collect 
um, like human fetuses and, and all that. And, and because they were used as medical teaching tools again, and which yeah. is, you know, I, I hate to think of a child losing their life, but these are helpful so that we prevent that in the future. So scientists and doctors can study these specimens and see what happened and see how we can fix it. So hmm. they do have a place. I think they're very important and I understand why you'd want to collect them. It's just not my personal thing. And I no shade to anybody who does collect them. Yeah. It's just not really I mean, my thing. I think everyone's got their own boundaries. And Absolutely it's it's not. I don't think it says anything about someone who does collect them. Yeah. But, you know, I could I could definitely see why wet specimens would freak you out. Yeah. I don't so think when I'm you walk through the Mütter Museum, is that like going to the mall for you or is that <laughs> <laughs> The Mütter Museum actually I love that place because they they do a great job of curating. Everything is always clean, everything is labeled very clearly and and correctly. It just is frustrating because there's a lot of pieces there that I'm like, you know, that would look really killer in my collection <laughs> and I wish that that it were mine. Um yeah, so I do love that place though. Um, for Mütter those of you who Philly. don't know, the Mütter Museum is a um, is a medical anomaly museum in in Philadelphia. Yeah. If you ever have a chance to go, it is a wild Check three hours. Like, I've always going. heard about it, and I've never had a chance to go. There's, oh, see, yeah. now I have to take you because like I can we go? go? Can back. we do a Christmas Mütter Museum yeah. tour? Yeah, I'll do it. Oh we just God, put on Santa hats and walk through the Mütter Museum. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it in full cool. drag. We can record. There's another museum in Philly that I want to give some love to as well because I don't think enough people know about it i, I believe it's oh, and i don't even know the name but i believe it's called the grants natural history museum and i want to get on my phone right now and find that out for grants sure grants natural history I think museum? that's what it's called is it is it like the museum of the museum of natural history like it is but it's way smaller and it's like yeah i think this is it Oh no no that's like grants for things. Um, <laughs> um, it's it's like the Natural History Museum but it's smaller um, and it's got it's oh yeah 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 and it's not the Franklin Institute right because I know that Is they that the have one? the the Franklin Institute does I believe have a natural history component to it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Um, but anyway, it's got these yeah, great like, like Victorian AMA, specimens. Um, and it's it's just beautiful. They do. I think uh, is this at the Academy of Natural Sciences? No, that's not it. That's a great museum too. But oh my gosh, I feel so bad. I can't find what it's called. But hey, do it's a little fine. research. Yeah, figure we, out what it's called. If we find yeah. it, we'll post <laughs> yeah. it on social media. Yeah, so you thank can, you. Please so you figure, figure out which one. It is. But it's a really cool natural history Give your museum. A lot top of taxidermy. Philly museum. Yeah, that's a good idea. We should do that. See, we shouldn't do a Christmas pub crawl. We should do a Christmas museum crawl. Yeah. Oh, that would be a lot of fun. And we can sneak flasks in. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we'll do Philly this year. We'll do New York next year. We'll and LA. We have to do LA at some point. We gotta go to the Museum of Death. Yeah, but then I'm not gonna oh, go. I'm not gonna want to go to a museum. I'm gonna be like, okay, so let's go where they found the Black Dahlia, and let's go. Yeah. Right. Let's, 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 you know what's <laughs> funny? The last time I was in LA, I I purposely added because I was out there for uh, Los Angeles Drag Con, mm -hmm. and I was appearing with my friend Bobby Pins, who is. Uh, just the bee's knees. <laughs> I love Bobby. He does uh, a lot of my hair for, for drag. And um, the last time I was there, I built an extra day onto my uh, stay because I was like, okay, this last day is going to be totally non-drag related. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go around LA and I'm going to go to all of the like 
cool filming locations that I've always wanted to see, like the Myers house from Halloween and yes. like like all these like cool places. But then uh, something ended up happening and I won't go, it's such a stupid story, but something ended up happening where a friend of mine ended up like abandoned in, in LA. So I had to like help them get, <laughs> uh, they, they, lo- they left their phone in a lift and it, I spent the whole next day like trying to help them get their phone back. Oh, <laughs> so it was like, bad. it was, I don't, I don't feel bad about it because I really love her. Uh, but uh, it was one of those experiences where I was like, fuck, I really wanted to go yeah. do all this other shit. Yeah. Museum of Death has another location now, too, in New Orleans. Oh, it's in New yeah, Orleans? Two oh, them. we there's should go to New Orleans. Yeah. And that's a great... J.D. Schultz, who runs it, he's, he's a friend of mine, and it's a great museum. You should definitely check it out. Oh, I would go. See, Sarah's nodding at me, but it's only for the beignets. She doesn't get yes. Oh, I will go for beignets. <laughs> I will go for the food. David, what is uh, what is the name of that gallery, Vincentos's gallery? Uh... funeral gallery oh, in new orleans yes yes yes. our yes. friend is is the owner and he does oh, these um, he, do, he does these dolls this oh, doll okay. that he made of me I love that. um yeah. and these you have to check it out his name is uh vincento stefante and he does these awesome awesome uh dolls that are like surrealist portrait portraits of like drag queens or or celebrities and, and things like that and he's done two dolls for me one was a pissy miles doll which is the one here in our our dining room and the other one is in our bathroom it's a divine doll oh nice and it's so cool That's i would awesome. uh, well, I, I would love to go down and visit he and his husband live down there and he he does drag shows down there he's a drag queen yeah. and he owns this gallery called the funeral gallery and his husband has um has a restaurant down there that apparently the food is just like to fucking die for. So big props to nice. Vincentos. Uh, also, I want to say that some people might think it's offensive that the divine one is in the bathroom, but I feel like she would really want it that way. <laughs> well, at least there's snacks in there for her. <laughs> that bathroom happens to be like our. I feel all my friends make fun of me for living in New Jersey when I work in New York City. And I'm like, well, I get to say things like I have a guest bathroom. <laughs> so, uh, good luck with your studio. Right. Um, that you're paying like twice the amount. So for. Twice the amount for. Yeah. And I'm like, I have two bathrooms. You have a sink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally enjoy. Yeah. Um, and that bathroom is the guest bathroom, but it's also the bathroom where I always do my makeup when I'm going out and drag. Gotcha. And so. We have like a divine shower curtain, and we have the divine and a doll fine mist of foundation over everything. <laughs> everything, and people who walk in there are like, "Why are there like pink streaks all over the floor?" I'm like, "Because the pencil shavings from my like oh, eye pencils yes. get like stepped on and dragged across the floor, and so it we have white." Uh, I tile swear floor. to God, I went in there one time. There was just like a perfect like blush handprint on the vanity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like... it's yeah. I mean, we clean it obviously, but yeah. it every once in a while it just gets to the point where you're like, "Woof, it's That's time, funny. it's time to go in there with a cloth." <laughs> so we are actually approaching the end of the episode. Oh my goodness. I'm so glad time that flies. you. I know. I'm so glad that you. Uh, you finally came on to do the podcast yes, because me too. I've been dying to have you on a, because uh, you're super cool, but B <laughs> because uh, your collection is, is just killer. It's, it's really oh. amazing. And the only heterosexual apart from Jess, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. Again, apart from oh, that's funny to think of. You're, yeah. pr- you're one of the, you're one of two heterosexuals we've ever wow. had on this podcast. Wow. Yeah. 
Oh, just barely had her. <laughs> the skin of your teeth. The skin of my teeth. So before you, we let you go, we yeah. thought it might be fun to play a game. Do you, do you want to play a game? With yeah, us? let's play a game. <laughs> Sam, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to play? Um, I just thought it would be kind of funny just to, just to kind of see how Pissy and I's instincts are on okay. this. Because I have never seen your collection at all. Yeah. And Pissy has obviously seen some of it, but some of this was news to her anyway. Yeah, there's apparently um, shit in there I had yeah. no idea existed. So what I was thinking might be kind of fun is to, to kind of reverse poltergeist this a little bit. Like, I just, <laughs> if you could pick, like, two things from your collection and describe them, but one of them has to be haunted. Because I think that I want to figure out if me and Pissy can figure out which one it is. Just okay. based off of the description alone. Gotcha. Like, let's see if this falls into horror movie tropes or not. Okay. All right. Let me think of them. Okay. I have a... Human skull, it's very old, and it has two big water buffalo horns that have been affixed to it by a tribe in India called the Naga people. Um, it was used as a headhunting trophy. Um, literally. To, literally. Literally. <laughs> to capture no, this. This isn't like LinkedIn. No, <laughs> it is not. This is actual These head are hunting. hunters getting heads, not job yeah. finding. Um, and it is, uh, it was a tribal warfare skull. Uh, the buffalo horns signify that the human soul was turned into an animal in the afterlife so they couldn't harm the uh, warrior who took the head. So that's one piece. The other piece is a 19th century ambrotype, which was a type of photography used back then in the 1800s, um, capturing a little girl sitting on a couch. And if this was the voice, I would have slammed the button already. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I know you want me to think it's... I was like, this is clearly the photo of a little girl, and she is clearly throwing dolls at you from on top of her cabinet. <laughs> Old creepy photograph, weird type of a photography name, check. It's of a child, and we're done. I check. know. All right, you, you win this round, I guess. So you think that piece is haunted? I do. What makes yeah. you think it's haunted? I have never had an experience with it, but I had a few friends come over and uh, and tell me that this particular photo. And I have post-mortem photography, which is, for those who don't know, there was a, a practice in the Victorian time where you would take a picture of your deceased relative uh, as in the coffin. Um, because back then, taking a picture was not as easy as it is now. And if you didn't take a picture at that moment, you may never have a picture of that loved one at all. So hmm. it's actually a very, you know, kind of sentimental. A, a beautiful, sentimental practice. So I do have those, but those I've never had anybody claim they have an energy from. It's this one photograph, though, that people have said this one for some reason, something about it. Hmm. So let's do one more round. I like this. <laughs> you have more? Yeah. Maybe. Wait, so what makes your friends think that that photo is haunted? Does the little girl, like, move around in the She's photo? She doesn't move around, but I... I, I <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh my God, it's like that little girl who got old and died in the painting and oh, the witches. Yeah. Or that scared the shit out of me <laughs> as a child. That scene, scary as fuck. All right, let's play another round. Do the yeah. weird, like, ghostly voice over the soundtrack. I know. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's awful. <laughs> do you ever hear that in your apartment at night? Like, you just no. you click off all the lights and it's like, it's like, I'm not really sure. Have you ever had no, that? That's, where, that's like, like my hopes and dreams in my head. But, uh, <laughs> I can't believe you live alone in this condo. It's like, I, if I lived alone in that condo, I would have a deadbolt on my well, bedroom. Well, not really alone. Because there's like, <laughs> there's a lot of people not. there. I know, there's if 62 there's other people. there's more than one round of this game, apparently you're not that alone. <laughs> so, okay, so round two. Okay, so I have uh, what's called a piece of uh, Victorian hair art, which was you take the hair of your loved one 
after they died and you create memento moris out of them which is remembering the dead Mm -hmm. um so it's in a beautiful shadow box and it's this this uh braided piece of human hair and it is a photograph of the woman that it's from in the middle of it surrounding it it's framed in a really gorgeous tramp art frame uh which you hit your head on last time you were in my apartment did i you did you hit your head on this frame it's the spiky one remember that I don't. Maybe okay. that's well, got to be the one that's haunted. <laughs> so that's that's one item. The other one is an item that is a real human skull. It's from the 1700s. The person died of syphilis. It has syphilis scarring on it. And it has a gold tooth. And I call it the pirate skull. Because I feel like a pirate would have died of syphilis and would have had a gold tooth. That's fair. So those two items... It is absolutely the thing I hit my head on. That is that is a harder one for me, but I think I am also going to go with the Memento Mori on this one. Well, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going no, on with it's the pirate, pirate skull? skull. Okay. I'm shocked. I thought you were like, I thought you slipped up and you were like, and you hit your head on it. So now you're haunted too. <laughs> I was like, I've had a crazy week. Maybe I am haunted. <laughs> No, I led you astray. It is the pirates. I call it's not a real pirate. I call it the pirates. Yes, I have had now two separate ex girlfriends who have come into this house, (laughs) and of all the human skulls I have, they have seen that one and said, I don't like that one. Hide it away, put it somewhere else. I don't want to see it. Totally unrelated times. Yeah. So that one has some. I actually get a very nice energy from that skull. I feel like a nice kinship. Well, I guess he likes you. Maybe he likes me. Yeah. Um, but maybe I mean, he we, was a pirate. Yeah. He was a womanizer. Maybe he was. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that one's got some energy to it. So, huh? You know what's interesting? There's a a shop in New Hope. I can't. What's the Creeper Gallery? Creeper Gallery. That, they are friends of mine. That, yeah. Are they? Danny's Creeper Gallery yeah. is awesome. But the last time David and I went in there, which yeah. was uh, as we were talking about before in New Hope, yeah. Um, They've added a section of the yes. Creeper Gallery called the Haunted Room. Yep. And it's this like curtained off room and it's like enter at your own risk. Every object in this room is purportedly haunted. Yeah. Like 100% grade A guaranteed. Here's your certificate. I mean, yeah. can you really guarantee yeah, it? I, <laughs> I mean, guaranteed as far as... Like, yeah. Guaranteed as far as the owner of the shop will vouch for it. Yeah. Fair enough. She, she got them from actual haunting experiences that people were yeah. having. Yeah. And the last time we so were she's creating in her own little like Warren museum. Over Basically, there. Yeah. kind of, yeah. Okay. For real though, and it's like a dark little room, and it's curtained off with this red velvet curtain, and there's a sign that says like "Enter at your own risk." Everything in here is haunted, and every piece has like an explanation of like what the piece is and uh, what experiences have been had with it. And there is some really creepy stuff in there, and I recommend that if you're ever out in uh, in New Hope, Pennsylvania, yeah. stop in the Creeper Gallery. It's Absolutely. on Bridge Street, yeah. and uh, stop in almost anywhere in that town. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah and stuff. definitely go, the definitely go to Mystic, <laughs> Mystical Times. Mystical Times is also an amazing, the, amazing the owner there, Eric. It's my favorite witch <clears throat> shop in the world. I go there whenever I'm in New. I Hope. don't go anywhere else now. Like, like I, I used neither. to like kind of spread it around, but now it's like, no, I'll hold out until I can go to Mystical Times. Like, yeah, and the guy there loves that I'm a drag queen. <laughs> Every time I go, in, he's so sweet. Oh, I love great. it. Um, yeah. yeah, I love Mystical Times. Go to Mystical Times. Yeah, and go to the Creeper Gallery. Yeah. And Creeper Gallery. They are great. The great people, yeah. Well, this has been fun. So much Thank fun. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Pissy. Sam. <laughs> I'm so glad uh, that you were finally able to join us. Can oh, you tell too. everybody where they can find you Absolutely. on social media? Absolutely. You can find me um, at, at Adam Bashian. That's my theatrical account. Adam, B-A-S-H-I-A-N. And you can find all my antiques, oddities, and artifacts at 
dark.interiors, dark.interiors on Instagram and just at darkinteriors on Facebook. And we will be vending in person soon at the Brooklyn Oddities Flea Market. Um, yeah, so that? that is December 7th and 8th, but Dark Interiors will only be there on the 8th. So please, if you're going to get your tickets, get them for the 8th. Come over and say hi. I'm going to have some really, really great stuff for sale. I don't want to give it away because it's it's that friggin' cool. Um, <laughs> so come by, buy some Christmas gifts or buy a gift for yourself and say hello. Do you have a website for Dark Interiors? Not yet. It, I do own the domain, though. I do own www.darkinteriors.com. So don't try to go buy it and scout him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I already own it. You can't have it. Uh, I just have to build the site, but that should be up. I actually have a photo shoot coming up for that soon, and then we're going to get that rolling. So, Well, if you need yeah. help, I used to work for Squarespace. <laughs> you sure fucking did. I remember those late and night And I can phone recommend calls. a wonderful <laughs> web designer for you. <laughs> Back of a camera and... Very, very loose ideas on how to keep myself safe. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> All right, kids. All right. That is another episode of My Spooky Gay Family. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, happy Yuletide. Are you adding those fucking bells again? I am adding the bells. <laughs> I'm adding the bells to uh, our I want to make it very clear that this is under protest from me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm editing it, so I get to do whatever the fuck I want. So, uh, that's She's it. a celebrity. I'm just along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. That is a lie. It's probably uh, not, though. <laughs> no. uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check out Dark Interiors on Instagram and on Facebook. Check out my friend Adam. You may see some new info as far as shows coming up in New York City yes, you will. and uh, surrounding areas. And that's us. Until next time, stay spoopy and remember. I let her out. Who? Annabelle. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Alon, and this episode contains clips from Annabelle Comes Home, distributed by New Line Cinema 2019. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.